to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Welcome back. I'm so happy to be here again another day with you. Um, I want to start by saying thank you again for all the listeners and all the love that you have been showing me over the last few weeks or few months. Um, If you have not subscribed to the show yet, be sure to hit that subscribe button and then you will never miss another new release episode again. So today we are talking about loving and forgiving your past self. And the reason we're talking about this is because I still struggle with it a lot. Probably comes to my mind once a week, maybe more. Uh, So I figure if I'm struggling with it, there's probably plenty of other people that struggle with the same topic. So let's get right into it. Do you ever play that game, like the what if game? And you kind of get like lost in your thoughts of the past and start going down the list of all the things you could have done differently. The choices maybe you should have made or could have made or didn't make or the choices maybe you did make and you regret them now. I know that game all too well. From the college I chose and dropped out of to becoming a mom at 19 in an emotionally abusive relationship I held on to it way too long, to all the time I spent convincing myself I needed to find a man to love me, to prove my worth, to strained family relationships. I mean, the list goes on. I can look into my past and pull out, you know, probably hundreds of things that I could have done differently, or I wish I would have done differently, or I look back on and regret doing. And I know I'm not the only one. And I know that my situation isn't the same as others, but I know that we all struggle with kind of coming to terms of the choices that we've made in the past, whether they be the right choices, the wrong choices, whatever they are. I know we all kind of go down that road once in a while. So when I get into that mindset and start going down that road of I should have, I could have, I wish I would have. And when you start kind of going down that road, you almost start thinking in circles. And I know for me, I end up feeling pretty exhausted and disappointed in myself. And maybe you've been there too. So this is what I want to talk about today, about your past self. I want to talk about the you from your childhood, the you from high school or college, or heck, even the you from yesterday for some of us, right? Think about how many different people you've actually been in your lifetime, how many different people you've evolved into over the years as you've grown, as you've learned new things, as you've changed your mind. It's actually pretty amazing, isn't it? How much you've grown and changed in your lifetime. Now, the very first thing that I want to address is the way we all romanticize the past. So I know I started by talking about how we maybe have regrets from the past, But we also tend to romanticize the past as well, especially past relationships. So if you're someone that's been through a breakup lately or ever, you know the mind game of 
maybe going back and thinking it wasn't that bad or only remembering the good stuff. And there's actually a trick that I taught myself years ago uh, when I'd look back at the extremely dysfunctional relationship I was in. And at times I would start to miss it. And I'd be playing that mind game, you know, yeah, but there were good times or yeah, but remember that one time. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. You know, you can fill in the blank. And then I would have to intentionally switch my thinking around and say, sure, there were good times, but... And then list all the reasons that that relationship no longer served me. And so that's a trick you can use for yourself, too, is, you know, whenever you are maybe exiting a relationship, and that's not just romantic relationships, friendships, I mean, family. I know there's plenty of us that have family whose relationships are strained and maybe having some regret or going back and second-guessing yourself, should I really have done that? It, maybe it really wasn't that bad and, you know, things like that. But if you left a relationship, first off, remember there's a reason and trusting your gut is important. So usually it's our gut that tells us when things are just no longer serving us. Now, your brain really loves to play games and build up scenarios and do the what if thing. Our brains actually like to do that. And I did a little bit of research on this. Um, and there's a professor named Ann Wilson. She's a professor, professor of psychology. And she does research focusing on memory, time, and identity. And what she says is we construct what happened in the past on the basis of little bits and pieces of memory. We're acting like archaeologists, picking up the pieces and putting them back together. So think about that for a minute. If you've been romanticizing the past, whatever it is, if it was a relationship, a job, um, you know, what, whatever it was, something that you left and now you're second guessing it, that's the first place to start is know that our memories are really skewed. And our brain is actually picking apart bits and pieces of things that we remember and trying to fit them back together, how it thinks that things went. And that's why sometimes our memories aren't the best thing to rely on when it comes to, you know, remembering things that were maybe a little traumatic for us or, or even just a little bit negative, right? Now, according to Professor Daniel Schachter from Harvard University, Retrieving memories is highly reconstructive and prone to various biases. So there's actually a name for this. It's a phenomenon known as the fading effect bias, which is actually a coping mechanism and, and a really good one too, right? Like our bodies and our brains are really good at making things better for us. Now, uh, the coping mechanism, what it is, is memories that are associated with negative emotions actually fade faster than those associated with positive emotions. So as humans, obviously we need this, like for sure. I mean, imagine if every sad or negative memory that you had hurt just as much remembering it as it did when it actually happened. I mean, we'd all be stuck in that hurt forever, right? So, you know, it life would be pretty unbearable if all we ever did was feel the hurt from the past. 
So while this coping mechanism does actually help us thrive a bit as humans, I think it's important for you and I to understand what it really is so that we can be aware of it and really like identify it when when it's happening, right? Identify and kind of when we catch ourselves romanticizing memories that really we know, if you really solidly think about them, weren't as great as we're remembering, uh, we can then kind of remind ourselves and put ourselves back in check. Sometimes we just need that reminder of how much things really did hurt, how bad things really were, and then kind of take that and turn it around and be damn proud of the fact that not only did we survive that, but we were also brave enough to choose to let it go. So I don't know about you, but I have many things in my past, whether it be relationships or, you know, jobs or things like that, where you can look back and you miss it, but then you really have to ask yourself, do I really miss it? Do I really miss if, if I really liked it that much or if it was really something that was serving me, I would still be there. So this whole coping mechanism is something just to kind of really keep in your mind about what it is and what's going on so that when you do start romanticizing some of those old things that come up and maybe start feeling a little bit of regret about them, you can remind yourself that the reason that it's no longer a part of your life is a good reason and push past that, you know, that, that coping mechanism a little bit and allow yourself to just feel a little bit again. And that will definitely help kind of reduce <laughs> some of those feelings that you might be experiencing. Now, we're going to stroll down a little different path, which is more talking about these negative feelings and negative self-talk associated with the decisions that we made. So these are very likely decisions that we made at a time in our lives where you know, it probably made the most sense for us at the time. Whether you can look back and say it was the right decision or wrong decision, that doesn't really matter. Whatever decision that you made or whatever situation that you put yourself in, for whatever reason, seemed like it served you at the time. Even if it was something kind of dumb, even if it was something stupid, in some way for your past self, it must have made sense for you to be there, right? So it's easy to look back now as you've grown and you're a totally different human than you were back then and tell yourself like how stupid you were or how dumb that was or how you should have known better or whatever. Give yourself a number of things. But that's the beauty of hindsight, right? <laughs> like it's so easy to be someone that looks back and say, oh, I was did that all wrong or you know, I should have done that differently, or I, I just so regret that. Well, yeah, that's easy to say now. But if you think about the person that you were then, and you went back in time, and you were that same person in those same shoes, you probably would have made that same choice anyway, right? Like, it's just who you were at the time. And it's okay. It's okay that you were somebody different back then. It's okay that you're somebody different now actually a good thing. That's called personal development. That's called growth. That is something that more people need more of. But let me tell you that coming down on yourself for who you were then or 
for the choices that you had made at that time, whether those choices were good choices or bad choices or whatever label you want to give them, an event from the past is something that you just can no longer change. So you can hold on to it. You can grit your teeth about it. You can be down on yourself. You can have regret, 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 but it's not going to change. None of that is productive because it does nothing for you. It's not going to change what happened. It's not going to make you feel any better about what happened, right? So what's the point in perseverating on it? What's done is done and moving on is what needs to happen now. So this is where we all have a huge opportunity to start to forgive ourselves, right? We're taught to forgive others from the minute that we can understand that. Say sorry, okay, you're forgiven, right? How much do we hear that as children or maybe even say that to our children? So we're taught to forgive others and we try to forgive others probably more readily than we should in in many cases, But now I want to give you permission to forgive you. I want you to be able to unconditionally, and me for that point, unconditionally love ourselves no matter who we were in the past because that's not who you are now, right? Generally, people are just doing the best they can with what they've got and in the circumstances that they're in. And I think that generally about any people, right? I think in general, most people are well-intentioned. I think most people are doing what they can in the present with what they've got. So why should my past or your past be any different, right? If I look back in the past and I look back at decisions that I had made in high school or maybe, you know, when I was 20 years old or something like that, I mean... They make sense for who I was then. And that just is what it is. There's really nothing I can do to change that. What I can do is allow myself to start forgiving myself and saying, hey, it's all right. You did what you could at the time. And that's the best that you could do. So get this. You deserve to be loved by you. You deserve the time and the attention that it takes to accept and forgive yourself for anything you feel that is holding you back. You deserve that. You deserve it. I deserve it. I think we go through life way too often being so considerate of other people's feelings, our family, our children, our co-workers, whoever. And Don't give ourselves the same care and love in return. So I'm going to repeat that. You deserve to be loved by you. You deserve the time and attention that it takes you to accept and forgive yourself for anything that you feel is holding you back. Now, I know that this is easier said than done. And I've got a few ideas, of course, to help you out. The first thing that maybe you could try to do is some journaling, just writing it out. I know that I have always actually loved writing. And 
I think that's why I love podcasting because podcasting is basically like writing an essay, right? So journaling is something that can really help people that like to write things out or write things down. And your journaling can look like whatever you want it to. You can find some journal prompts to use and each day do a prompt from um, maybe a website that you find or you can buy a journal that comes with prompts kind of pre-filled in. Um, you can journal, just pull out the journal and write down what's on your mind anytime you feel like your mind is too busy. And eventually you will get into some of that deeper stuff that I'm talking about, right? So journaling can be very effective. Gratitude journaling is something that is very popular right now. And what that is really is just having your journal or a notebook and every day writing down a certain number of things that you are thankful for. And if you're working on loving yourself, I would take that even a step further and you can write down what you're grateful for and also add one thing that you love about yourself. Really simple to do. And then the challenge is each day you write down something different. So you're not allowed to write down what you were thankful for yesterday. You're not allowed to write down the reason that you loved yourself yesterday. And what this does is it actually starts training your brain, number one, to look for more things to be grateful for. So instead of our brains looking for the negative, they start actually searching for the positive. Same thing about loving yourself. You know, I'm sure if anybody came up to you right now and said, tell me three things you love about yourself, it would be fairly simple to rattle off three things, whether you really meant them or kind of felt them. I would bet that most of us could do that. Now, what if I said, tell me 50 reasons that you love yourself? That would be kind of tough, right? So, but if you're doing one each day and really starting to look for it, then you know what you're going to do is during the day, you're going to start to look for stuff. If this is something you do every night before you go to bed, you're going to be spending all day looking for a new reason that you can write down that you love yourself because you've challenged yourself to do that. And really what that does is it starts making your brain start to look for those things. Now, another option for journaling, if you're not a writer, is actually using like the voice notes on your phone and doing an audio journal. And this can be really a very cool experience because you can audio journal. So just hit record and talk, right? So you're just talking as if you were writing your thoughts. You can do this with gratitude. You can do this with reasons that you love yourself. You can do all of those things. And then you can actually play it back. And the cool thing about the audio journal is you are listening to yourself tell you that you love yourself. And that actually is a pretty amazing feeling. So something else that is a little challenging, and I think everyone should do this, is you stand in front of the mirror, you look yourself in the eyes, and you say, I love you. Really weird, right? For some of you, you're probably listening like, what are you talking about? But I'm telling you, make eye contact with yourself the way you would with your child, your mom or your dad, your sibling, your best friend, your spouse, whoever it is that you truly do love unconditionally, you do it with them. You need to do it with yourself too. You need to tell yourself 
that you love yourself. You need to remind yourself that you love yourself and it is going to be so much easier to forgive yourself and move past your past if you start to give yourself a little more love. And one other tool that I'm always, always, always supportive of in all people is if you feel like you need more healing than you can do on your own, go to therapy. I promise it helps. Now, let's take a moment to do a quick scan of where we're at right now in this moment. I want you to think about all the things that you've lived through, what you've survived, better yet, areas that you've thrived. Start making a list. Think of all the things that make you proud of yourself. Like those things that if someone came up to you and said, tell me the hardest thing that you've ever lived through. Think about that. And now think about this. If you hadn't been your past self, if you hadn't gone through every single thing in your past that you could name, that you've survived or thrived in, if you could go back and change it, you wouldn't be who you are now, right? And that's the most exciting part, is how far you've come and how far you have left to go. Because you now wouldn't be you right now had it not been for your past self. I mean, think about how intricate your life is. Every little decision that you've made, leaving on time versus leaving late, versus not showing up at all, versus quitting something and letting it go, or holding on to the thing that you don't want to let go. You know, all of these decisions that you've made, even the ones that you feel terrible about, the things that you regret doing, the decisions that you think were dumb or stupid, or maybe those things that you secretly hate yourself for. I'm right there with you. I've been there. I am there still sometimes. There are things that I look back on and they make me cringe. And I'm like, ugh, why did you do that? Right? But think about it. Take this moment to thank your past self for helping you to become who you are today. Because if it wasn't for past you, present you would not be here in the same way right now. And think about where you are right now and all the awesome things you have going for you. I mean, the fact that you're listening to this podcast says that you're probably looking for some personal growth. And that's an amazing place to be. So the fact that you are here today as who you are right now is a direct result of everything that you've gone through in the past and survived, whether you're proud of it or not. And... Know that your future self is going to look back on your current self right now and thank you for forgiving yourself and for starting this journey of self-love. You're going to thank yourself for your perseverance and for your ability to start loving yourself wholly and unconditionally right now, today. Because let's face it, we all deserve a little more love, and why not be the one to give it to you? Thank you 
so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.